0: Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in rural Monticello. This is Sunday, August the 20th, 2023. This service was recorded on August the 13th, the 11th Sunday after Pentecost. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. us is Marty Sharp. The lector is Roland Bandrop. Thank you to Ivan and Linda Eden for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their 60th wedding anniversary. Thank you for joining us today.
1: And so the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray together the prayer that we find here printed in our bulletin for this 11th Sunday after Pentecost. O God, our defender, storms rage around and within us and cause us to be afraid. Rescue your people from despair. Deliver your sons and daughters from fear and preserve us in the faith of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite Roland to come forward so that we may hear God's holy word for God's holy people.
0: The first reading is from 1 Kings. At Horeb, the mount of God, Elijah came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I've been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. He said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there was a great wind, so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks and pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after a wind, an earthquake. But the er Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out, and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous to the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left. And they are seeking my life to take it away. Then the Lord said to him, go. Return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive, you shall anoint Hazel king of Aram. Also you shall anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, as king of Israel. And you shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abel Mahola, as prophet in your place. Whoever escapes from the sword of Hazel, Jehu shall kill. And whoever escapes from the sword of Jehu, Elisha shall kill him. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that... Have not bowed down to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. The word of the Lord. The second reading is from Romans 10. Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven. That is, to bring Christ down. Or who will descend into the abyss? That is, to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips, and in your heart. That is, the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart, and so is justified. And one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, No one believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are you... But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are, you, how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The word of the Lord. Thank you. The Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 14th
1: chapter, glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of the Gospel. Jesus, he made the disciples get into the boat and to go on ahead to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he, Jesus, came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and started walking on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he noticed a strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him and saying to him, You of little faith, why? Did you doubt. When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Those in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God, the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm going to, this is going to be different this morning. I have prepared a message. I am going to work on this a little bit, but I'm going to share with you what's been going on in my life this week. And so it's a little bit different. You're going to get a witness. You did show up at the Lutheran church, right? You're going to get a witness this morning and before I share my witness, I want whoops, I want us to listen to Simon and Garfunkel's sheer silence. We read Roland read from the Old Testament that Elijah was complaining to God that he was the only righteous person left in the land and God made fun of that situation. But you remember the wind, the earthquake, and the fire. And God showed up in the sheer silence. Now this song that you're going to hear is a painful song because the person, the way that they've written this is that they're locked in their silence. Darkness has become become their friend. And so, at this time, Cole, you want to pull up the sound of silence.
0: Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that is planted in my brain Still remains within the sun
1: Restless streams I walk along, through narrow streets of
0: cobblestone. In the halo of our street climb. I turn my collar to the cold and damp. Where my eyes are stabbed by the flash of a neon light. I split the night and touch the sun. And they could make it I saw, 10,000 people begging for, people talking without speaking, people hearing Sounds of silence The said I, you do not know Silence like a cancer grows Hear my words out
1: The sound of silence. Sometimes it can be deafening and locking us in. I really sense a connection, if you will, between First Kings and Matthew's gospel this morning. Elijah is having this conversation with the Lord. So is Peter. Conversation that's not meant to be just one on one, but conversation as though we are there in their midst and standing among them. These conversations are not just for Elijah and Peter, and they call for response, a communal response. We too cannot just hear today's Bible passages and not respond. Well, let me focus on Peter for a second, for a moment. Uh, we're all very familiar with this Bible passage. Uh, we learned it in Sunday school. Uh, some of us might even have a, a painting in our house, um, Peace, Be Calm, Jesus and, and, Matt, and Mark's Gospel, where he waves his arm, holds his arms out in the water, calms down. We see Peter climbing out of the boat, We've, we've heard this at Sunday school. We've heard it at Vacation Bible School. We've probably have heard it in adult uh, uh, Bible studies. We've heard it here Sunday mornings. Every three years we, ha- we hear this text. And so we're very familiar with it. For me, I like Peter because he, pro- he, prote- he, pro- he portrays, excuse me, he portrays Someone with little faith. And I'm here to report to you that this pastor at times has little faith. At times I have little faith. And Peter, who is the rock in which I build my church, says Jesus. Peter with little faith. All it takes, children you know this, all it takes is faith the size of a mustard seed, and we're all children of God. That's all it takes. Faith is what the Bible calls us to. Like the question that's that's posed to Martha. You remember this story. Martha and Mary and Lazarus, and Lazarus dies. And word is shared with Jesus days before Lazarus' death. And Jesus says, wait, wait. Well, we must go now. Your your dear friend Lazarus is not doing well. And Jesus waits one, two, three, four days after Lazarus dies. The reason for the four days, theologians say... In order to be dead and to sign the certificate in those days, you had to be dead for three days. Someone could be in a coma. You don't want to bury someone alive. That would be awful, wouldn't it? Jesus comes on the fourth day. Martha sees Jesus and she leaves the house and is running to her Lord house guests that were there to help them in their mourning and and Mary in her grief they thought well she just needed to run off and have a good cry and there she saw Jesus and she said my Lord my Lord if you had been here my brother Lazarus would be alive and Jesus looks into her eyes and he pulls her up off the ground he looks at Mary says Mary I am the resurrection and the life even though we die we will live again. And then they had this conversation about resurrection, but I wanted to get right to the point. And what does Jesus say? Mary, do you believe this? This story isn't in the Bible just for. Mar- oh, did I say Mary? I'm sorry. Martha, do you believe this? This story isn't in the Bible just for Martha. It is in there for us. Do you believe this? We heard our children say, I believe in Jesus. Peter, who first took that step out into the water, takes his eyes off Jesus. He begins seeing the wind. And he cries out, Lord, save me! And God immediately gives his hand and pulls him out and places him in the boat. And Matthew says, The wind cease. And the disciples are witness to the gospel. And the gospel ends with these words. Do you believe this? Truly you are the son of God. And they all responded, even though it was Peter's story. It requires a response from us, does it not? Again, a passage that we are all so familiar with, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah, that great prophet He has had it. These stiff necked people, he has been sharing God's word of grace, of forgiveness, redemption, but all they see is misery. And he goes to the Lord on the same, theologians believe, on the same mountain that Moses went when he was called out by the burning bush that wasn't consumed. And he went to the cleft of the rock of that supposed place and said, I'm it. I'm all that's left. And the Lord's voice says, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? And then there's this wind. This ferocious wind. I mean, it is splitting and moving rocks, Roland read. We experienced derecho, didn't we, here in Iowa and Illinois? The wind can be fierce. An earthquake. Have you ever been in an earthquake? I have not. But my dad was in California when there was an earthquake, and he said, Everything moves the ceiling, the wall, the floor, you, the bed, everything is moving. You can't get equilibrium. You're out of control, and things are falling. And in the fire, we've seen some fires. Do we see what happened in Hawaii? You don't have much time. Fires are loud and fast and take your breath away. It's awful what's happened to our neighbors in Maui. But God was not in those things. Although as a pastor through faith, I'll tell you, God was with Elijah. But God wasn't. The wind, the earthquake, and the fire. And in the sheer silence. Elijah hears the voice once again. Elijah, what are you doing here? And he repeats his story. And God says, you have more work to do. Go back into the vineyard. There are many, many people who haven't worshipped Baal. Baal Go, and I want you to anoint Hazel, Yehu, and Elisha. The story or the experience of faith and response are not just for Peter and Elijah, but for us. And to go, and to be anointed, and to anoint those to help, and God hears. So here's the witness. On Monday, I was feeling chewed up and spit out. And it's not anyone's fault. It's how the pastor felt on Monday. You know, we can choose how we feel, right? We don't have to catch balls that are thrown at us. Sometimes I catch them. Because I'm human. Not anyone's fault. And the best thing I did was to keep my mouth shut. And I went to Camp Courageous and I swam 66 laps. My normal thing. I'm not bragging, but I do swim 1.2 miles, sometimes two times a week at Camp Courageous. It clears my mind. And I just let it go, let it go, let it go. And I got out of the water, and I'm showering, and I'm getting ready, and I hear it. I hear it. It was as clear as day you don't have to do this alone, pastor. You don't have to do this alone. As many of you know, um, we have been putting out there, and we've been talking about it for a while, and we've been looking for a director of education, Christian education, and we've got zero applicants. Pastor gets himself in a corner every once in a while because pastor is sometimes a people pleaser. Oh, I know. I'm probably 80% pleaser. And 20% I'm feeling so darn guilty because I didn't please the person. Anybody there, anybody know what I'm talking about? And I'm an introvert. And so I process a lot of things. I, I try to get it out. And, and so I had to go to this home and to ex, sort of unexplain something that I had offered. I don't need to go into the details. And, and I was blown away because I didn't want to go to that meeting. That was the last place that I wanted to go. I put it on my schedule for the last thing in the day. And I go and I deliver bad news. Well, I can't do that. It's out of my authority. And the person says, that's okay, Pastor. I wasn't expecting that response at all. It's okay, Pastor. You've explained it. We understand. And then the person changes the topic altogether and says, Pastor, can, I, can we talk about something else? And I'm blown away. And I have a person who is retired, but retired at a young age, who has taught Sunday school for 14 years, who said... I'm interested, Pastor, I've been to church. I've heard you sharing about this. Would it be okay if this were a volunteer position rather than a paid position? And then they said, you've been talking about Children's Church. And then they began offering ideas about guest speakers. So Children's Church starts with the 15 minutes with Barb, 15 minutes with pastor and doing some fun biblical stories. Maybe you saw some of that, and we can try to get the point across and do other crazy things with the day of Pentecost. And then 15 minutes with someone in this congregation who opens the veil and says, here's the cemetery at Wayne Zion. It's not to be afraid of. These are the people who used to be in the pews, and I'm going to teach you how to walk through a cemetery with good etiquette." etiquette Etiquette. and I'm like I need to sign up for that and sharing these ideas and is embracing Holly and doing service projects and wanting to come along and I'm like you're kidding me I never saw this coming someone who is in this very congregation and I come away a little excited. The day's not over. This is on Thursday. Remember I put that meeting at last. I've been watching Camp Courageous. I go out there to swim and I notice that they put these sidewalks in that go up into the woods. And I'm I take our little dog Sophie who's a little bit frightened because she hears she hears campers' voices and that just her tail can't get up any closer to her chest from the back end. And finally we get into the woods and she relaxes and we see the deer and we're just having a wonderful walk and we come out of the woods and here comes this couple up on a gator. I wasn't asking for this. And they're struggling. They're struggling in their congregation and I say stay with your congregation. Stay with it. I hear you. And They don't want to be church jumpers. Stay with your congregation. Pray for your pastor. Stay. And as I visit with a couple, they share with me, our greatest joy is leading Luther League. I haven't heard that word in a long time. They share with me how they have touched teenagers' lives. This couple actually bought a guitar for a high school student who couldn't afford one and wanted to learn how to play the guitar. In return, that student was invited to come back and to do chores in the yard as payment for the guitar. This couple doesn't have children, but they adore children. And that person had their... High school picture like Johnny Cash with the guitar on the back walking towards the railroad track. I'm told of another story that they share with me a young lady. She's kind of, it could go this way, it could go that way. Because of the experience that they had with this couple, they came back to thank them. They have two children. The person's spouse is a youth pastor. And they come back and thank this couple. I said, oh my gosh, that's what; those are the gifts that I would really love to put to use. I got out of the pool and I heard very clearly, you don't need to do this alone. And if you just trust me. And these things, I, wasn't, I didn't even go looking for them. I could have stained ten boards this weekend. I stained one door for Joseph. I was on a high. We are not alone life may not always go the way you want it and I'm, let's face it I'm 63 years old and your pastor's are starting to wear out but I tell you this, I love here's what I love I love being with you in worship I love visiting shut-ins I love being in their home I love talking about their spouse who's been gone that I never met I love bringing communion to them in their home and get this I love teaching confirmation. I never knew that when I came here. It is such a joy. How many parents are here who have been with me in confirmation? Is it, go ahead and raise your hand. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is it a real drag, our confirmation program? No, not at all. Not at all? No, I'm not pressuring you. <laughs> what have you seen the pastor do that makes it kind of strange? Sometimes I jump up and down. Sometimes I teach the book of Esther without reading one word of the Bible. Sometimes I invite people to come in and share why their faith is important to them so our students can understand why you show up every Sunday. How many of you have been a speaker for Faith Formation Night? And those who don't have your hands raised, I'm coming to you next. (laughs) We don't have to go this alone. And I'm so thankful for my communion assistance, and I'm so, th- so thankful for Stephen ministers. But I need to get away, get out and let Sunday school take care of Sunday school and parents and to work with someone. And, and I, Barb does all the worship planning. I don't know why. She says, Pastor, let's sit down and meet. I agree with her wholeheartedly. Maybe 1% of the time I say, can I change the song? I don't need to be the CEO. I'm willing to be your pastor I'm willing to visit you at the hospital and when you're shut in, and I'm willing to teach your children confirmation and why faith is important. It's important to me. It's how I ended up being a pastor. And I never saw that coming. Faith is everything. And so I want us to now close my time with this song, We Are Not Alone. We are not alone. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Uh, Go in peace. Serve the Lord.
0: Liturgy Copyright 2021 Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734.